we are going to head up to uh, to the up near Nagambi. Um, to Bilk is the region, uh, and speak with Sarah Goff from Boxgrove Vineyard. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Simon. Um, now we find you out. Uh, with the tractor or the harvester and uh, the tractor and you're <laughs> picking Pinot Gris today. So how's that all going? Oh, it's going, it's beautiful fruit. Just mm. beautiful this year. We've just so blessed after all the drought and the just bushfires and all the drought. We didn't get smoke here, but, you know, just the trauma of last year and then the trauma of lockdown. And then we just got this beautiful autumn rain such continued through winter and I just said to the guys Let, let's just quietly prune away keep our heads down <laughs> something or something will happen you know because I didn't know whether my restaurant and wine bar customers would come back I didn't know whether I couldn't have anybody at the cellar door you know it was um, quite a frightening mm. kind of year but uh, the, the vines have come back beautifully beautiful flavors just had a very nice, mild summer, and um, yeah, things are starting to ripen, you know, quite nicely. We've got 12 different grape varieties, so we start picking. Normally, it's the Prosecco that's, that's um, the first we pick, but we'll pick that later in the week. And um, uh, the Pinot Gris is a bit lighter crop, and um, it's, it's saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, <laughs> so we're... Uh, we've got some young guys who come up. They've got a, a brand called Finn. Right. And they're very much into natural winemaking and sustainable growing. And they wanted their Pinot Gris today. So uh, we're picking that for them and then we'll pick ours in the next couple of days. Uh, well, it's uh, it, certainly there's a Mediterranean theme um, mm. through the... Uh, the um, varieties that you, you're working with. So initially, though, you, you've started growing some of the more t- traditional wine uh, varieties. varieties. Yeah. Um, and and in part that was because of <clears throat> associations with with uh, other vineyards who would or other brands that would take some fruit and that sort of thing. Yep. But um, yep. do you think that definitely the the shift to the Mediterranean varieties in the region you're in has been the real boon and the real winner? Absolutely. I think um, we, we started growing for a bigger company and um, we just had three varieties, Shiraz, Cabernet and Roussan. And um, that contract, grape supply contract, came to an end just as the 2009 drought bit. And we really had to think fast on our feet. And I just thought, lesson number one, never have all your eggs in one basket. Mm. Um, they'd lost their English and American markets uh, with the GFC, which, you know, things always seem to happen in threes. And um, so I just, I really cast around. I thought, well, I'll, I want to make my own wine. I want to see the voice of the fruit that, from this area because I'd never really, would have, mine had already always disappeared into a, a big blend. Yeah. And um, I wanted to see the, you know, the, the voice that came from different patches within the, the vineyard. So we've got granite sand, we've got quite rich red soil in patches. Uh, we've got clay, which we've pulled out vines that were in the clay because they just struggled and struggled. And so we've really um, adapted now and, and I'm 
So I use about a fifth of what I grow for my own brand, but I've got the ability if something really takes off to to take more of what I grow. Yeah. And um, and we and yeah, it's um, the varieties. I get, I get people ringing me even yesterday. Oh, have you got any Valentino? So um, I've planted varieties that suit the warm summers and the mild but wet winters. Um, and I've got some varieties like Negro Amaro and Primitivo from the southern, the heel of Italy, mm-hmm. which just love the, the warm... Last year, the Negro Amaro was saying to all the other varieties around it, yeah, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, where the others were like, oh, it's so hot. But that was last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so varieties that suit our climate, suit our soil, and also make... Great wines to drink with food, uh, and you've got uh, you've got food options if we uh, when we come out to, to visit. So the cellar door, which you call Osterio. Yes, Osterio. that's right. Yeah. Um, what yeah. Do, what is that's an Italian name? I'm well, thinking. it's an Italian name. So when I started exploring what varieties to put in here uh, from Italy, south of France, south of Italy, I uh, spent a month in Italy, which is a tough, Simon, but someone's got to do it. Well. <laughs> And uh, you can't do it now. So I'm really pleased I did that when I did it. Yeah. And um, they've got a thing called agriturismo there. Have you, have you ever done that? So you stay on farm in, say, a barn that they've converted. Beautiful, comfortable accommodation. Mm. But to qualify for agriturismo in Italy, 80, 90% of what they serve is about dinner or breakfast or, or you know, in jams whatever, has to come from the farm right. or the region. So I, I just thought that's beautiful. Like I'd come into one place um, there and I saw all these, you know, cracked eggs. So, you know, I knew that there was pasta for dinner, you know. Kind <laughs> of, um, so I just I thought that is lovely and I just love the season, celebrating the seasons and, um, and just enjoying regional, whatever's regionally... Nice, not drink eating asparagus in in winter, you know, just eating from our vegetable patch. And mm-hmm. so at the Osteria, I serve um, just I take an appointment, or by appointment, because I'm kind of if I'm not at the Osteria, I'm in the vineyard or you know working down in Melbourne with the distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have like a charcuterie board, which is. Local ham from the Avenal Butcher, pastrami from a butcher in Seymour, um, some fabulous salami um, from Kilmore, uh, with pickles from the Ruffy Produce Store, and a salad from, from the garden. And uh, my cousins make the Meredith goat cheese, so we always have uh-huh. a bit of that. That's a bit off piece, but it's still kind Well, it's of family. Family. <laughs> family. You can count, you can count that, I reckon. <laughs> And um, so they don't have to stay for lunch. They can come in. We've got some really good little restaurants now in the area. Yeah. And um, we have, uh, yeah, so come for a tasting and then go to one of the local restaurants or come for a charcuterie board and it's all either from local providors or uh, from the farm. So that's that's the concept of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had Jenny Port on the on the radio uh, on the show uh, a couple of weeks, last week or the week before, um, and uh, and she 
particularly she mentioned you and um, mm. and, and Box Grove, but also Avenal and mm. Nagambi and, and how enamoured she is with the, with the whole region. Um, it, it, look, it's fabulous because we've got just down the road. So Mitchelton have got this fantastic new hotel. Mm. So people come up for three-day breaks. Well, after you've done a day at Mitchelton at the spa, eating in the restaurant, tasting wine, they're looking for something else to do. So they come out, they either go to, to Bilk, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's beautiful kind of living history museum. And, you know, they've stuck to their guns and the style of wines they make and have made for, for eons. There's me, and, and I'm a more intimate little cellar door, and people quite like that as a bit of light mm-hmm. and shade. And then Val's is down the road. There's about four or five uh, women up here who have got little cellar doors. So uh, Nina Stocker out at Brave Goose. Uh, Jenny Horton out at Magard Hill. Narelle King makes the Tar and Roses wines, oh. and um, she's in the Gambi. So you can either go on the, the bigger, see the bigger wineries, or mix it um, with some of the little ones as well. And there's people setting up tours, so you can do a bit of bit of everything. Or mm. one young couple, and, and quite a few are starting to do this, came up to Mitchelton with their bikes on their on the top of the car and then cycled round looking at different and tasting and placing orders and then came round at the end of their stay and picked up all the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all the wine they'd ordered. That's so, clever. Yeah, look, yeah. So it's, it's, it is, you know, for uh, uh, people have come up out of the, after the second lockdown and said, I can't believe how close it is. I know, no. and it's easy too, straight up the hume. Mm. It's mm. such an easy drive. Um, mm. And and we often mention Jerry Ryan. He he is you know such a champ. He's championing the area as well. Um, he's been amazing. Yeah. He's like a godfather to the area. I mean, he's even you know quietly without any big uh, hoo ha has you know helped the aged care facility build on extra extra wings. You know, and said just you know pay me when you can kind of thing. I mean, it's amazing what he's done for the town. Mm, yeah, and. Uh, He's got the well. He's got a couple of places in the Gambia itself, hasn't he? So the new um, yep, the craft brewery, brewery and and uh, on, on the lake there. Right on the lake. It's yeah, beautiful. awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But your uh, box grove sounds fun. So if we want to come up, we'd just let you know. Ahead, just give you a call ahead of time. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And then just on my mobile or drop me an email. Yep. And so both yeah. of those things are available on um, <coughs> on the website. On the website. Uh, yeah. So the and the website is boxgrovevineyard.com.au. So yep. uh, everyone should get onto that. And so the so you've got the 2019 Pinot Gris. Uh, yes. Did you did you pick the 2020 Pinot Gris? Yes, we did. Yep. Yes, we did. Yep. So that comes yep. out at some stage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yep. As you as you run through yep. the 19s. Yep. Yeah, we're nearly finished the 19s. So that's to switch to the 20. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we made that. It's such a beautiful. I came late to Pinot Gris. I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't thinking of it. I, I guess I thought it was kind of fairly commercial, fairly industrial. But when you grow it in small amounts and hand pick it, and then leave it just on light leaves for four or five months after you've uh, the ferment's finished, just the textures and the flavours are beautiful. Mm. It's it's a lovely wine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to come up, so uh, I'll 
I'll give you um, give you a heads up. Um, in in just doing a little bit of research, and uh, I note that back in the day when you were sort of before you really got into wine, but it was probably the reason you sort of had uh, that your interest was peaked. But you worked at Crittenden's uh, fine wines. I worked wines at Crittenden's. Tur- I worked in, uh, at Crittenden's at about fifteen <laughs> in the wine. I mean, I could have ended up in the deli or wherever. Doug Crittenden said you, and I wrapped Christmas hampers. Yeah. and followed Doug Crittenden around like a puppy and just listened to what he was saying. And then I used to work there at weekends. I mean, you'd have to have RSAs, and I mean, it just wouldn't happen these days. But then um, I went to uni for a couple of years and fiddled around. I did kind of French history and Asian history and literature and just thought, oh, I don't know where this is leading me. And... Um, Doug said, well, there's this course in South Australia. You should go over and if you've got a feel for it, why don't you go over to Rosewood, which is now Adelaide Uni. And um, so I went over there the next the next year and started wine marketing and wine production and marketing it was then. I think it's just a wine marketing course. But you do hands-on winemaking to yeah. be able to understand, you know, what, how to... You know, what it is your marketing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What what, yeah. what what goes into the actual product you're trying to yeah sell. yeah and make yeah and make a great network of yeah. of people you can always call if you've got any queries that's unreal and um, so Tony Lewis uh, was a long time co-host with Westy on this show and and then yeah. was my panel operator when I started um, you know seven years ago or something like that yeah. um, and so Tony used to work there and you would have worked with him yes and I worked with Tony too at the Victorian Wine Show. Oh, yeah. They used to judge that up here, and he was one of the. He was kind of operations manager, uh, getting all the wine out in the right classes and whatever. And <laughs> he he stayed at um, our place a couple of times. Oh, it was yeah. great fun. Yeah, yeah, he he was a great. He was a ripper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I. And he was one of the first to stock my wine in that little shop in Paran. Oh yeah, in wine bins. Yeah. 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 Are they still stocking it? I hope so. Uh, oh, I, I can't, no, no, I can't, that's the tractor going past the, the bin, yeah. um, I tend to focus more on wine bars and restaurants at yeah. the moment, a, a small retailers, there's one called Black Hearts and Sparrows, mm-hmm. yep. and some small retailers, but um, I haven't been into wine bins since it changed hands, I think, and I yeah. haven't been in, yep. Yeah, that's true. It did. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that for the immersive experience, we need to come up and see you. That's really absolutely, right. absolutely. And, and absolutely. as you say, you, you could stay at Mitchelton at the hotel. They've just put on one of those airstream, or maybe a few of them, airstream caravans. Um, that yes. those silver ones. So you can yes. stay in and those. And there's also a fabulous place just down the road in Avonall, the Harvest Home Hotel, which its reputation travels well ahead of it. It was a kind of destination dining in the eighties. And then it had a bit of a slump, but um, gorgeous family, the Lewis family, have taken it on and revamped it, and that's got about eight or ten bedrooms, and it's an old Victorian kind of gold, well, Goldfields pub, mm. and um, really nice food, and, you know, very helpful staff, 
uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, we, I think we, we need to come up and see the whole area, including Avonmore. I think Avonmore. you do. Yeah, I think you sure. do. So, um, yeah. well, I'm, look, I'm going to do that soon. So, um, so look out. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me Sarah, know. Well, yeah. good luck with with the rest of vintage, and um, yes, and I hope you remain happy with what you're uh, what you're getting off there, and uh, yes. and we'll yep. we'll chat again soon. And yeah, as I say, we've got to come and uh, do much more around Nagami. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think the problem up here is we don't have a tourism part of the jigsaw for this area. So well, I, I, it feels like it's coming, Sarah. I hope so. so. I hope so. <laughs> All right, yeah. thank you. We've got to go, but uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Okay, See thanks. Bye. Um, so, Sarah Goff from Box Grove Vineyard, um, and yeah, I think Nagambi's got to be on.